welcome to the dunce caps american history episode one slash chapter one yeah just call it chapter one yeah we're just gonna it's chapter yeah. one this is a book cast the book cast so this is chapter one the title is the first americans prehistory to 1942 1492 wait what it was from say? prehistory to 1942 did i just say 1942 yeah. Jesus Christ. All right, to 1492, sorry. Which I mean, really, though, like prehistory, if we're looking at this timeline, is 20,000 BC. Well, yeah. So to 1492, I feel like that's like we're only going to take 20 pages to go that many years. It's not, not much happened. Not much happened. Yeah. Well, and it's prehistory, so. So we don't really know. Is that what they're saying? Well, I don't know what constitutes prehistory. Right. It looks like. Yeah, what's this little break in the timeline? It's got 20, 20, oh, yeah, there's 000. Like, a little, like a literal break in the timeline. So on the left, this in this is so by the way, just so uh, people know right now, Rob and I have not read the chapter yet. No. Okay. We literally we just are, opened to the intro. We just opened the intro. There's it before each chapter. There's a little intro and it sort of gives you a little uh, like it's got. What does it say? Uh, section one, migration to the Americas. Essential question. How did the agri- uh Agricultural changes uh, change the lives of early people. I have no fucking idea. Right. Well, I mean, I have a guess to that one. Well, how did I, I mean? But specifically, what, they learned how to farm. But specifically, prehistory to fourteen ninety two. I don't really know what that means. And I also don't know what people they're talking about. The first Americans. Well, I mean, here at 28,000 BC, it says Asian hunters enter North America. I mean, I'm, are those the first Americans? I don't know. I mean, dude, I if it's that, that, if it's that long ago, these got to be like cavemen. Right. Right? What are these Asians like, doing in North America? I didn't know Asians were cavemen. <laughs> Neither did I. Yeah. So apparently Christopher well, Columbus they is full of shit. They get to well, maybe this? this is pre-Native Americans. Okay. Maybe this is like... So you're saying Native Americans were actually Asians? I mean, they kind of look a little Asian. Yeah. Some of them. Maybe. So maybe they're just like an Earl... This is like... This might be before... Why are these Asians... And then, wait, look. And then why last Ice Age ends, Asia? Uh, maybe there wasn't good hunting in there and they had to move on. Like the Bering about, Strait? Wasn't that, wasn't that a thing? The Bering Strait? I think that was later, no? I don't know. What they again? I don't know anything. Right. Simple dunce cap. Almanac civilizations developed in Mexico. What's an almanac? Is that like no, a that's calendar? That's Olmec. Oh, that's different. Fuck. That's, oh Jesus Christ! What's an almanac? I don't know. All right, let's keep moving down this timeline. Great right. Wall of China. Know about that? Keep out the Mongolians. But is that what it was built for? No. Oh wait. That so by the way, <laughs> the Great Wall of China did not happen in America. Right, that's world history. Oh, okay. So let's just stick to the top. Mayan Empire reaches its peak. So I'm gonna guess that the Mayans were like running shit for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Which is technically, yeah, the Americas. This isn't specifically America. I guess it's also yeah, but I bet you as North we, America. But as we get closer to more modern history it's gonna right. solely be right we're not gonna be learning about fucking canada because <laughs> <laughs> no one gives a shit yeah. about them no one fucking cares 
Leif Erikson discovers Newfoundland. So, no, we are going to talk about Canada. <laughs> There's some Canada in there. Yeah, I mean, the Crusade. <laughs> Maybe just about how Leaf went there and fucked shit up. <laughs> just fuck Canada up. Droughts, stars, and nice communities. Yeah. I don't See, I don't know any of this. Stuff. I don't know any Ho-ho of this Cam shit. civilization begins to decline. When were they ever that good? Hmm? <laughs> I, I never know. even heard of them. I didn't even know they existed for if them they were to important, even decline. You know, there'd be some city named after them or something. Right. Aztecs established Tenochtitlan. Now, Aztecs aren't they? Didn't they eat people? <clears throat> yeah, they used to like rip people's hearts out and shit. Everybody oh, see, goes I'm crazy. I'm down with that. I hope there's like a whole chapter just on them. I'm sure there will be, or at least four pages. I'm really into that. <laughs> at least four pages. Yeah. Like, it's almost like disrespectful. You're just gonna sum up that amount of time in right. 20 pages. Like, God, oh, these kids won't remember this shit anyway. <laughs> no wonder why I didn't remember this. Yeah. And then the Inca Empire begins to expand. Now, weren't the Incas really smart? Weren't they? Wasn't that their thing? No, I thought that was the Mayans. I think you were thinking of with like the calendars and shit. Oh, the one of the Incas. Stars. What did the Incas do? They created blue jeans, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. So yes, probably. Um, yeah. I mean, that's so. That's the timeline. That takes us up to about fifteen hundred. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. I still don't get it though. Like, who were the first Americans? They're talking about. So people, they're not really American. Well, it's they're not a like, play on words. It's right. it's definitely a play on words. Like they're not really. Find American. out who the first Americans were right. tonight on E. You know, Te- it's gonna be like something like that. Technically, like, they were American. Right. Yeah. But they didn't like apple pie. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> the jury's still out on that one. I don't know. What kind of American eats dumplings? Yeah. Fucking assholes. You're not American. I don't know. A lot of rice in their diet. You know, I. A lot of racists would not like this, I don't think. Right. America. That's what I was saying. Like, I thought we'd start with the Mayflower or something. No, see, I didn't. See, no, I knew we weren't going to start with that. Right. That's like the ignorant way to start with American history. I mean, that's how we should. <laughs> You know, this book was, what, 2008? Go back to 1998, maybe. Maybe we start with the Mayflower. Just skip ahead? Yeah. No, I want to learn I about think this think that's stuff. a lot of paper. We don't have <laughs> enough paper to, to produce that book. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, in, I'm, into, I'm into learning about this stuff, especially because it will be condensed down into a few pages. I don't have to get into great detail about right. it. Right, yeah. And then whatever interests me... I'll say that I'll go research on my own afterwards but to get more information, but right. I won't. So section one, migration to the Americas. Any idea what that could mean? Wait, section Oh, migration. Well, I mean, if it's going to go along with this timeline, that basically means that these Asians are going to come down. However they come over, definitely not a boat because they can't even, according to, there's a big picture of like all these hieroglyphics they can't even like have paper and draw. They definitely have fucking boats. So they probably just walked. Mm-hmm. And then from where? Asia. Which is? Which is what? So what do you mean? Like China, Japan? Thailand? I don't think it was established back then. Oh, it's just Asia. It was just back Asia. then it was just Asia. And they probably didn't even call it Asia. Yeah. I still just call it Asia. So not much has changed. <laughs> 
Not a lot has changed. That's true. Yeah. I feel like in order to I feel like it's more offensive for me to call an Asian to make a guess as to what right. country like, oh, they're he's from. Chinese. Yeah, just be like he's right, Asian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Or right. is it is it offensive to call someone Asian? No, it doesn't sound bad. You know, if it sounds bad, then it's Yeah, but like... midget doesn't sound bad. Dwarf sounds worse than midget, and mm. they get offended with midget. Right. Yeah, because dwarf sounds like a mystical creature. Yeah, exactly. A dwarf sounds like, uh, yeah, he, like, lives under my bed. I'm going to, like, fall into a portal into another dimension and, like, right. see a dwarf. Right. Whereas, like, a midget, it's like a real dude that's You're, just small. Midget, midget's your Uncle Chris. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, your Uncle Tim. Yeah. Like... That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I well, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if, if calling someone Asian is offensive. Well, the book calls them Asian. Asian hunters. I don't think it is. It's not. Or maybe it's so. maybe it's just not when you're talking prehistory. Right. Because it wasn't maybe, established. Maybe it's okay in books. <laughs> it's not <laughs> when you say it. Now what's gonna happen is if I'm on the street mm. and I call an Asian person an Asian and they get mad at me, I'm mm. gonna be like, dude. It's in McGraw Hill. Right. I, I can show you the book. I can show you. Don't, you know, it's prehistory. Right. I'm learning all about you guys. <laughs> You're the real American here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they start shaking their hands and shit, like, really aggressively. You see, next time I see an Asian, I'm going to shake his hand aggressively and be like, thank you. Thank you. If wrap it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Wrap an American flag. <laughs> thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. So to get a little back on track, yeah, I think that's what that is referring to. Okay, is my guess. And I also don't think that they were like necessarily like the Asians that we know today. Right, they weren't that the, good at math back then. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely savages. not. Yeah, they just wore like like fur and probably didn't have <laughs> shoes and spears. Not like the yakuza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like really nice suits, really shit. nice suits and Uzis. Not no. into street racing. No, <laughs> not, not drifting in their fucking souped-up Suzuki. <laughs> drifting. <laughs> uh, they were doing a different kind of drifting back then. <laughs> Aimlessly walking. <laughs> back around. then, they called it migration. Yeah. <laughs> Asians are just always drifting. They drifted then, and they're drifting now. <laughs> Historically, <laughs> we've always been prone to drifting. <laughs> and now we just do it as a hobby. Yeah. Now it's just fun. <laughs> it's not about survival we anymore. Dr- <laughs> we used to drift because we had to. <laughs> yeah. Now, now it's, it's just a good really time. Fun. You know what's funny, too? Is like these Asians had a, they had a drift or migrate from where they were. <laughs> they fucking started there. Right. Like s- somehow they started there and they're like, oh man, this place sucks. We gotta let's let's just start walking that yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they just like picked a direction. Like, all right, I'm sure that'll be good. Well, I don't like walking. I don't whatever. like. <laughs> like I don't like walking into the wind. So let's just go right. that way. Yeah, yeah. Persuasive writing. Write a speech that Henry Hudson might have given to his crew when they rebelled and threatened to kill him. <laughs> Guys, what the fuck, man? We we travel all the way over here. I've been cool to you this whole time. Tried to give you some fresh water, got you fresh pantaloons. We're finally here, and now you're going to rebel. You want to kill me? You want to kill me? Let me tell you this. 
300 years from now, you see, look to your right. Look to your right, you dickheads. Put your fucking guns down and your swords and your bullshit. I'm Henry Hudson. Is that a tomahawk? Where did you get that? <laughs> yeah. Put that down. <laughs> now look to your right. 300 years from now, there's going to be a fucking road over there. I know you don't know what roads are. Well, I'm Henry Hudson, and it's going to be named after me. <laughs> then they're going to change it. Everyone's going to call it the West Side Highway, and it's going to be 9A. But, <laughs> but before, that. before that, it's going to be the Henry Hudson Parkway. And certain people <laughs> who may or may not start a podcast We'll be talking we'll about be this talking about in this. great length. Yes. So, yeah, go ahead. Kill me. And then he's just dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck was that about? Way to go, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you killed him. You killed him good. How oh. are we going to get home? He was like the yeah, leader. Yeah, he was the only one who knew how to drive the ship. Oh, shit. I, you know, we're here. Might as well check out New Mexico, I guess. We had a good time with him, but maybe we should go to New Mexico. You know, Henry was a good I'm, guy, but, but I like this you know, Juan Ortiz dude. Yeah. He sounds real cool. Yeah. You know, Henry was cool, but <laughs> you just kept talking about this fucking road. Like, what? I don't even know what that is. And uh, so then now this leads into the Georgia. This is now, fucking This awesome is amazing. Yeah. This is it, this explains Georgia to me now. To just like. Just the same way the way the origins of New York explains New York now, this mm -hmm. explains Georgia, this paragraph. Uh, Georgia did not develop as Oglethorpe planned. Few debtors settled there. Instead, hundreds of poor people came from Britain. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and then it says, the next line is great too, religious refuge, refugees from Central Europe and a small group of Jews also arrived. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like actually, I mean that, yeah, it originally was supposed to be debtors. And poor people. And poor people. And it just ended up being poor people. Right. But I also like that they had it set up that way because they were hoping that, they were that Georgia, be... located north of Spanish Florida, would be like a buffer. <laughs> a war. Like yeah. a buffer. Like, <laughs> like if some wall. bad shit went down, if Spain was coming for them, they would just, they would know because all the poor people and debtors <laughs> would be dead. <laughs> Protect the other colonies from Britain's enemies, Spain. <laughs> That is fucking so hilarious. Amazing. So it's just like, hey, we're going to make this state of poor people. Yeah. <laughs> just to keep the Spanish yeah, like, away from us. That is so American. So That is so great. So American. I, uh, yeah, I wrote Georgia started poor. Uh, I wrote Georgia started poor and will die poor. <laughs> <laughs> Long live the South. Jesus. We just use this. I wrote, just use this wall of poor losers to block Spain. <laughs> what was that ship ride like? Oh That's what God. I wrote too. Like, what was like all these other ship rides over here? Like, we're like religious freedom. We're fighting for what we believe in. We're gonna right. separate ourselves from these Start Europeans. Anew. What was James? Friendship. O what was that? Yeah, <laughs> we're the League of Friends. Yeah. What was James Oglethorpe ship like? He was just like. Ugh. Fucking poor bastards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to drop them off and get the yeah. fuck out of here. And like, they're all like, so what's America like? He's like, dude, it's awesome. It's yeah. going to be real cool for you guys. He's like looking over his shoulder like, you guys are going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's real great. <laughs> and they probably had to pay James Oglethorpe extra money to take these losers right. over there. He was just like, oh, are you serious? Why can't I have like a boat full of slaves or yeah. like. A bowl full of, like, like religious he's people. He's like, all right, but I'm coming right back. Yeah. 
And then we're going to work out a new plan. Yeah, because I'm done. Yeah, this sucks. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, George is fucking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I love Georgia now. This is great. I bet you they don't even talk about that in their history and their heritage, that they're just a bunch of fucking poor (laughs) losers. Like, literally, like, this part is just cut out of the books down there. (laughs) It must be. What about Georgia? (laughs) What about us, Teach? Oh, like it was they really sent only the smartest people from Europe to yeah, Georgia, <laughs> and it was it was really cool. <laughs> and we thrived and thrived. We were the best colony of them all. <laughs> okay, on to the French and Spanish in North to... America. No more questions. No more asking about Georgia. Do you want a whipping? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a good lashing, boy. Don't make me send you down to Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to know. Just be lucky that. Just be glad you're not in Florida. <laughs> Look, it wasn't great, but we're not Florida. We're the strongest of the colonies. <laughs> we kept the Spanish out of the north. Yeah, that's how probably how they angle it. Um. So yeah, next section: French and Spanish in North America. Don't really have much here. Wait, look, uh, no, no, you're right. Oglethorpe, a frustrated <laughs> Oglethorpe, finally agreed to their demands. Because, okay, <laughs> this is the best. Many settlers complained about Oglethorpe's rule, especially the limits on landholding and bans on slave labor and rum. <laughs> Oglethorpe, a frustrated Oglethorpe, finally agreed to their demands. Disappointed with the colony's slow growth, gave up and turned Georgia back over to the king. <laughs> You see what happened, you fucking drunks? <laughs> you fucking racist drunks. Fine. Out of here. Fine. Yeah. You don't want to build societies? You want to build fucking farms? Yeah, yeah. You want to have some law and order in this place? You know what? I'm done. I'm done. King, they're yours. I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. I'm done. I'm out of here. And Fuck you think when he got back, people. he was like trying to think of an idea to like, that's how they're going to remember me. Like, what, <laughs> I got to do something better. I got to find the next thing. And he never did. What? A, just a group of fucking misfits. Like, yeah. <laughs> We don't like we want to take whatever land we want. We want slaves and we want our rum and we want it now. Right. And it also says like by that time that Georgia was getting started, like they had already been in other parts of America for 150 years. <laughs> like why did the failure come at the end? <laughs> you know? Dude, I this They're this, like this is the last group we got to get rid of. <laughs> this section on Georgia yeah. is not is probably my favorite section we've read so far. It's just a, it's just like a, <laughs> it's a roast of Georgia. Right. I yeah. mean, Georgia's yeah. like real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this whole section is amazing. Yeah. I could have just, I mean, we basically could have just read this section to the listeners. It's, if you guys, if you have any care at all to have a laugh, go research the origins of Georgia. It's, it's awesome. really fucking awesome <laughs> and explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> So this is where Washington really makes his turn from being a, a Brit to a fucking colonist. Yeah, so Braddock is basically like taking over this war, the French Indian War. Walking through the and, woods, drumming on drums and blowing flutes with red coats. And on. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got fourteen hundred red coated British soldiers and a little bit of uh, colonial militia as well. And um Washington is basically underneath them. And I imagine this entire time that like you know, Washington's a young kid. He's like 21, 22. He's constantly just being like, I don't know, guys. I think we should do this. And they're just like, yeah, remember? Remember your fucking pussy? Uh, <laughs> your fucking fort necessity? <laughs> yeah, what happened with that? <laughs> oh, what? Nothing? You you had to come home? <laughs> oh, and the French took it over. 
Yeah? Do they laugh in your face? Because you're a little bitch? I'm Braddock. Dude, Washington must have been getting furious. Yeah, so basically they're just like shitting on Washington. For necessity, who came up with that name? Well, what, oh yeah, what, it was a necessity because you had nowhere else to go, you fucking bitch. Yeah. So and then apparently, so what this guy, so what Braddock was doing basically is as they were marching west, every like this quote here um, from Washington, uh, uh, Braddock halted to every to level every molehill and to erect bridges over every book every brook by which means. Uh, we were four days in getting 12 miles. Basically, so it's, it's like, taking fucking forever. Well, right, because every river he called, he's like, we're going to build a bridge here. And then yeah, they yeah. go here. It's like, what is this hill? Knock this down. Like, where's your coat? Right. Put on those big, bright red coats. Yeah. And so and Washington and they, is basically like, guys, hey, we're sticking uh, out. Braddock, like, um, this isn't how we fight in America. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> First of all, your coats are bright red, and we're in the fucking woods. <laughs> Have you seen Native Americans? Right. <laughs> they don't wear any clothes. They wear no clothes, and they blend in with the trees. Yeah, and they will put a fucking spear or an arrow or a French right bullet. through your dick. <laughs> I'm George Washington. Right. <laughs> He's basically telling them, like, you're doing this all wrong, and Braddock's like, ruh, 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 ruh. <laughs> That is not true. Because I was appointed by the fucking King Charles the second or third. Who was appointed maybe, by a pope? Yeah, maybe he was the fifth. I don't know. I'm Braddock, and I'm going to destroy these French and these Native Americans because they're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> All the meanwhile in the background, it says, boom, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom, 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 And I'm going to play boom, loud boom, drums boom, because it gets my adrenaline pumping and it gets my dick very hard. <laughs> Look at this boner! And Washington's just like, you know, I mean, that is a very nice boner, but <laughs> like, we are wasting time, and they're gonna <laughs> pop up. I'm telling you, they're gonna pop up, and they're gonna fucking slaughter you. You just made five and your boner. <laughs> they're gonna be dead, and Mrs. Braddock is gonna be crying over your boner in a box. <laughs> what are you gonna? And sure enough, that's what happened. You just made 500 men build a two-foot bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we should be fighting, but you're you like bridges. I get it. <laughs> bridges are very cool. Look, I love architecture. Braddock, your coats are dumb. <laughs> this is over. I mean, and then I mean, and basically that's what happened. They got fucking a yeah, bunch of Native British, Americans and they, French the popped out. Thousand men after twelve hundred men. Right. So almost all of them. And Braddock died. Thank Braddock God. dies. And then, and then Washington takes the the survivors. He's like, "Dude, we're getting the fuck out of here." I told Braddock, I told him, him and his fucking hard on, we're gonna get murdered by these Native Americans and these French fucks. Don't want to listen. He didn't want to listen to me. So we're gonna go back. We're gonna regroup, and everyone's gonna listen to me. And then we're gonna fucking knife we're all these rip bastards. shit up. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna rip it up. So, I mean, that's basically what happened in the French and Indian War. It's like you're it's like it's like if you grew up and then your parents are like, Buy me a house, do me this. I took care of you back right. then when you were growing up. It's like, right, no, yeah. fuck you. You set me fuck up Fuck you, Dad. You set me up to fly out of the nest on my own. Yeah. I don't owe you the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Move on, bitch. Have another one if you want. <clears throat> Not my responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, this I mean, this also minus the slave stuff. 
Mm-hmm. This is like this that the whole idea of like breaking away from Britain. I'm like, fuck yeah, badass. Let's do this. Yeah, it's not like as uh, sad as some of the other stuff that we've read so far. Like the come o- coming over and colonizing part was mm-hmm. kind of depressing. Yeah. But now that we're like breaking away from the man, yeah. this is kind of like fuck the man. Our chowder recipes are real tight. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like. <laughs> fucking done we got everything yeah yeah um yeah next section section two building colonial unity um it sounds like this is pretty much going to talk about how the colonies like started joining together yeah because they all hated britain pretty simple right. you know what we have different opinions on stuff yeah but one thing we can all agree on yeah I hate britain look you southern hicks <laughs> <laughs> With your heavy, heavy-handed slavery and yeah. rum drinking. Normally, I would never cross the Mason-Dixon line because I find you people disgusting. <laughs> With your gumbos and your bullshit. But but look, we gotta we gotta fucking fight this one together. Yeah, can't be divided on this. Right. We need a front line, and you guys are it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did real well down in Georgia against those Spaniards. Team up. I wonder what that meeting was like when they brought some of the people up from Georgia up to like Philadelphia or Boston. Right. They're just like, what the fuck is this place? Yeah. <laughs> so cold and so developed. Yeah, yeah. The 13 Colonies was like a new club that opened up in New York City, and everybody's like, hey, have you been to the 13 Colonies? Yeah, yeah they're fighting definitely. the British, you know. Yeah. They play sick Dude, tracks of fighting the British. This place is sick. They hate England. There's no lines. Yeah. <laughs> So, so no wild, lines. So wild, wild west. There's which, no cover charge either. They're fighting for no cover charge right now over in the 13 colonies. Dude, we got to get over there. Um, yes, I mean that's basically what's happening at this point. Um, Everyone just is like loving it. You're getting people in other countries. I mean, they, I mean, they that, America's that, getting cranked up. Right. That's and what's going on. Mark, I mean, Lafayette was right. Like, and obviously that speaks to like how other people were seeing it. Like, oh, look at this. They got a. They got cool shit over there. Yeah. They don't pat you down before you get in. You just get Something in. Something tells me if we become friends with them now, it's going to pay off later. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That George Washington is really honest. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, then, you know, the, the U.S. or the Continental Army, I should say, falls on some hard times money-wise, financially. Because, yeah, I mean, they're fighting... kind of confuses me, but yeah. They're fighting England on the premise that, like, we're sick of your fucking taxes. Right. So then they can't have taxes because then people are going to be pissed at them. Right. But then they don't have any way to get money except for, like, donations and stuff. Right. But then they start creating money, but then This is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, no, this is great because I'm sure it was like, they're all, like, some, like, there's a, you know, you've got... Your Ben Franklin's, you've got your John Adams, your Washingtons of, of the Continental Congress. But you know there's fucking people underneath them that are like, you know, they got the pressure on them to figure out all this shit. Right. And they're just like, dude, what if we just start printing our own money? Right. <laughs> ba- just based make- on what? And they're just like, dude, we'll fucking worry about later. Right. Just let's get off of this for a second, make them happy. Yeah. And we'll figure it out later. Right. So they just start printing exorbitant amounts of paper money and then it just that have needs- no backing. Right. That have no real value. Which is a little similar to today. Right. Yeah. Um, so the amount of bills in circulation grew faster than the supply of gold and silver backing them. Um, so then eventually Congress just stopped issuing the paper money because no one would use it. But then this little part right here, the war changed the lives of all Americans, even those who stayed at home. So they're talking about like the, um, 
the wives of the soldiers. Right. And it says, you know, since they were away in military service, a lot of women took charge of the families and they also ran their husband's businesses. It was such a long time from this point <laughs> to when like women actually had rights, like right. any fucking rights. That's just like, like I was wondering how did that happen? Like, how did we just like, you, you like, how do you not appreciate or, or, or understand the value of that? Instead, it's like the war is over, and it's like back to back to how things were. Well, what I thought was interesting about this part too was, um, you know, so Abigail Adams. Yeah, she gets all all up in his shit. All up in it. Abigail Adams also stood up for women's interests. She wrote to her husband John Adams, a member of Congress, quote, "I cannot say that I think you are a ver- uh, you are very generous to ladies." For whilst you are proclaiming peace and goodwill to men, emancipating all nations, you insist upon retaining an absolute power over wives. Um, what I thought, what I wrote, what I thought was funny, it's just like, look, I am all about women's equal rights, okay? <laughs> but okay. I just wrote, as John Adams would be like, Abigail, this isn't really the time for this. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah we're yeah. at war. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're hanging on by a fucking threat. <laughs> And you're going to start bitching at me about Dude, women's I, rights? Oh, my God. What I imagine is, like, he gets the letter, right? He reads the letter. He gets furious. He gets his fucking whatever the fuck they're called. The person He who, like, killed three colonial men right after just <laughs> in rage. No, like, he gets, like, the, the young guy, his steward or whatever the fuck they were called. To, he's like, write me up a letter to my wife. And he's just like, Abigail, this is not the time. <laughs> we're hanging on by a fucking thread right now. If it wasn't for people like me and George and Ben, and he just gets so mad, just like, you know what? Fuck it. Don't send it. Rip it up. Fuck it. <laughs> she gets no response. It's just like, yeah. all right, back to war. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I thought that was really funny. It's just like, I, I'm all, yeah, totally fight for your right. Come up with like a women's union of powerful women. They're going to support this war. But like, bigger picture here, Abigail. Let's uh yeah. Let's let's take care of the big thing first and then let's work on that. Yeah, how are things at home? <laughs> oh good. The oh, home, oh, the home hu- that I built with my hands. Oh, your husband's at war fighting for your freedom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh my bad. Could you die at any moment? <laughs> Do you got people trying to pick you off in the woods? Do you have your own soldiers bitch moaning and complaining every goddamn day? PS, how are the kids? <laughs> Send them my love. Also, I don't understand this money thing, Abigail. Please explain it to me. <laughs> Gotta go. John yeah. Adams. Yeah. <laughs> don't write back. <laughs> um, um, and then, yeah, I mean, we talked about, like, you know, how Washington, these guys who were really super into it, probably everyone thought they were crazy. But then by the end of it, he's just like, all right, I guess I'm going home. Yeah, I'm done. He resigns. He's like, I'm done with this shit. Um. Yeah, he returned home to Virginia in time for Christmas. Well, this is still he just like, wanted to live a very peaceful life, right? Well, this is—I feel like again—if we're gonna make this into a movie, this right. is like uh, the end of like the first movie, and then when they do the sequel, it's gonna be like some agent's gonna come back and be like, "Washington, we know the war is over, but we need you one more time. This time as the president. We need you to be the president." And he's like, "What the fuck is the president? What <laughs> yeah. the, what is a president?" <laughs> That sounds boring. That sounds stupid. I'm a, I'm a merely, I'm a surveyor now. Right. I went back to my surveying ways. Yeah. My true passion. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, like, and you know, it's like the Expendables. Like John Adams goes back like to his place, and like Abigail Adams is just like bitching at him about the women's rights thing, right, and yeah. then he gets like a call, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. "We need you to come back," and he's like, "Fine, I'm yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah, do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all have their little. Abigail's thing, getting yeah. mad at him. He's like, "You know, it's my duty." Yeah, Ben Franklin's knitting a fucking sweater. <laughs> He's he's flying a kite with a key on it, and they like some guy comes over. He's like Franklin. He goes, All right, yeah. I'm in. Um, <laughs> and then they do these like two conclusion sections. But I don't think I don't think we really need to talk about why the Americans won. Well, it's American- a reiteration of what they talked about before. Right, they had yeah. home field advantage and they had big hearts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah, that was chapter six. Uh, how do the British even know that that's happening? And that's such like a pussy way to be like, oh, well, you didn't give the loyalists back their money yet, so we're not going to let you trade. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it totally was. Yeah, yeah, they had no idea. <laughs> yeah, they had no fucking clue. Yeah. They just knew that they were poor, and they're like, well, we heard. And that's such like a, a promise that the Americans are just like, fine, yeah, 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 we'll pay the fucking loyalists, whatever. Like, just right, sign yeah, the goddamn yeah. thing so we yeah. can get on with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Ooh. we have problems. You didn't pay the loyalists back, so yeah. we're blocking your trading. <laughs> John Adams is just like, dude, are you serious right now? Of course we're serious. Why wouldn't we be serious, John? <laughs> dude, you're still hanging out in the Great Lakes. I thought we, I thought we got. We know here. you're out there. We know you're there. <laughs> we see you guys. What? No. What? No, we're not. No. Yes, you are. That must be the French. <laughs> <laughs> the French wear red coats now. Is that what they do? Yeah, well, it's very stylish to wear red these days. Red's in now, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even the French are picking it up. John, I was just like, fuck it, just whatever, dude. Whatever, fuck you guys. <laughs> sign the god, sign this other treaty of Paris. Yeah, we're gonna have to do another treaty. We're doing another treaty of Paris now. Yeah, the last one didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> the last one clearly didn't work. So yeah, yeah. let's drum up another one. So then, yeah. So then, she's rebellion. Uh, resentment grew especially strong in Massachusetts. Big surprise there. <laughs> <laughs> it always starts in Massachusetts. Yeah, always, always. <laughs> um, in 1786, angry farmers lashed out, uh, led by Daniel Shays, a former Continental Army captain. They forced the courts in Western Massachusetts to close so judges could not take away farmers' lands. So they're like, you're going to throw us in jail? Yeah, I'm going to close down your fucking court. <laughs> then what are you going to do, huh? Can't put me in jail if you can't run me through the court system. You're not so big with, without your fucking courts, eh? <laughs> I'm going to shove that gavelin up your ass. Yeah. And then they led, and then Shay uh, later led more than a thousand farmers toward the federal arsenal in Springfield, Massachusetts um, to take guns and ammunition. But the militia's <laughs> there, and they're just like, hey, don't stop. Stop coming towards us. They shoot once in the air. Yeah, yeah, Back yeah. off. And the farmers just kept going, so then they killed four of them. Do you think them. one guy was like, Boston Massacre! <laughs> yeah. just like, just farmers going. Massacre! <laughs> this is for my carrots, you fucks. <laughs> Those poor goddamn carrots didn't do nothing to nobody. Yeah, and I love this quote. Uh... On hearing of the rebellion, George Washington wondered whether mankind was left to themselves or unfit for their own government. That was kind of like, a, oh, I wonder if we can handle this. But then Thomas Jefferson's like, eh, yeah, yeah. a little rebellion now and then is a good thing. Yeah, Thomas Jefferson's <laughs> like, boys will be boys. Yeah. <laughs> George, you got to stop being so uptight. George, you got to calm down. They're just a bunch of farmers. Yeah. They're being farmers. That's what farmers do. Yeah. 
They get mad. They'll don't worry. In a few years, they'll be back out there tilling the soil and throwing, oh, sowing their seeds. George, relax and eat a carrot. <laughs> Look at all these free carrots we yeah, got. George. They can't sell this shit. This is great. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then it gets the sections about the issue of slavery. Uh, of course, all states uh, outlawed slavery except for South Carolina and Georgia. Even though there was some there uh, there was some slavery in the North, it wasn't a big thing. But the new rules basically said uh, that there would be no slave trade going on in any of those states. Mm-hmm. And then once again. The Quakers. Yep. In 1774, Quakers in Pennsylvania organized the first American anti-slavery society. Boom. They went a step beyond once again. Not only are they saying we're not going to practice slavery, but they actually did an anti-slavery organization. They're those fuckers that are putting up posters all over the place like, don't whip your slave. Teach him how to read. Yeah. Give your your slave some carrots. (laughs) Yeah. Was one of them. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, soon after Connecticut, Rhode Island, New York, New Jersey passed laws gradually ending slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the states south of Pennsylvania obviously clung to the institution of slavery. Right. Uh, the plantation system was built on slavery, <laughs> and many Southerners feared that their economy could not survive without it. Right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, free fucking labor for your enormous fields of right. goods. I know. So fucked up. I mean, it didn't even. If say- only we had robots back then, yeah, Chris. Right. <laughs> Everything could be solved with more robots. Or if everyone just rolled up their fucking sleeves. We and still don't have robots. Work. Um. Yeah, the well, no, but then I mean, the if Asian hunters are working on that now. I thought about that. And I was like, well, they could have just you know paid people to work their fields, but then right. then you have to put the price of your goods then goes up, and then everything gets fucked. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So just get slaves instead. Ruin, ruin or, centuries of or humanity. robots or robots. <laughs> okay, yeah, robots are fine. It wasn't their fault that there weren't any robots. Okay. It <laughs> um, also said that in a lot of these states, um, the children of most free blacks had to attend separate schools. Free African Americans established their own institutions, churches, schools, mutual aid societies to seek social and economic opportunities. And so, and while I mean, to me that that point about like. Even though that there wasn't slavery, they still were kind of outcasts. Like, well, better than being slaves. Right, right. Let's, yeah. We'll get there. One step at a time. We'll get there. One step at a time. We'll get there, guys. Um, And then Virginia passed a law that encouraged uh, manumission, uh, which is the freeing of individual enslaved persons. The state's population of free African Americans grew. Mm -hmm. And then basically this, this was like, some of the steps that started dividing the, the country. Yeah, this was bit. that first stone thrown in the lake. Right. The ripples or whatever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. I know. Another war is a brewing. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. We'll get to that war. Yeah. Um, the Constitutional <laughs> Convention. Two Americans who were active in the movement for change were James Madison, a Virginia planter, planter and Alexander Hamilton, a New York lawyer. Um how did the fuck did they get that combo together? I'm a planter, and I'm a high-powered lawyer, and together we're the odd couple. Yeah. <laughs> we love laws, <laughs> uh, right? I mean, wh- unless I unless I'm misunderstanding what a planter is, but a planter no, just sounds not. like he's like a gardener. 
Yeah. Like he doesn't much. even plant crops. He's just like, I've got four chia pets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four chia pets and a bonsai tree. My name's James Madison. I've got a green thumb. How do you know Alexander Hamilton? Well, he hires me to take care of his plants around his high-class apartment. <laughs> I'm in New his York gardener. City. Yeah. <laughs> but also his most trusted appointee. You know what they say, keep your friends close, but your gardener closer. <laughs> Especially when deliberating on laws and such. <laughs> Alexander's just like, James, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Have you seen the azaleas? They're coming in beautifully. <laughs> they they do smell nice. Yeah. <laughs> you are a fantastic gardener. <laughs> they're um, making laws and taking care of so government. Yeah, they're, they're it's coming. James Madison <laughs> and Alexander Hamilton. Hand in the bushes, hand in his laws. <laughs> Um. <laughs> so it's yeah, Madison and Hamilton. On tonight's episode. <laughs> On tonight's episode of James Madison and Alexander Hamilton, the plant in the courtroom. <laughs> Jesus. Growing a new democracy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Base, uh, before we get off fucking completely off topic <laughs> off the rails here, they're they're coming together because they realize that this you know this Article of Confederation bullshit isn't working. They need to reboot this. Yeah, Articles of Confederation 2.0. We're rebooting this American franchise. With your knowledge of law and my knowledge of plants, <laughs> we're gonna turn this country around. High five. <laughs> and yeah, I thought this was kind of cool or interesting, I should say. Uh, George Washington was not super enthusiastic. About the movement to revise the Articles Dude, of Confederation. Dude, because he's a fucking badass. Right. Dude, he's so American. He's just, dude, he's so fucking he's American. He's like, you he's can't like, go back on your word. Yeah, you made that. <laughs> George Washington. What yeah. are we, the French? Yeah. <laughs> we made the Articles of Confederation. That's what we follow. <laughs> it's like, don't ever, don't ever question the uh, America. Dude, he loved America. Now leave me to my surveying. No one revises America. Yeah. <laughs> there will be no edits to America. <laughs> What's done is done. It's set in stone. Are those azaleas? <laughs> Madison, you have beautiful azaleas. <laughs> Alexander, where did you find this guy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. Okay, uh, let's move forward. Section one, the first president, which I am so excited. You know who that is, Chris. (laughs) Uh, Essential question. What were the precedents that Washington established as the first president of the United States? No one can wear red. (laughs) Rule number one. We're fucking done with red. We only eat meat. Rule number one, I hate slavery. Number two, only me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I, I from what I know and what we've characterized him to be, I mean, dude, I don't know what everything he does would just be like, like, so just badass. Just like very 
very strong. <laughs> like whatever he says goes, and that's it. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, dude, no I mean, going back on shit. No going back on shit. And plus, everybody. It seems like everybody is like so infatuated with him that no matter what he does, it's like you're the man, GW. You're the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like he goes on like a tirade about how he hates Spanish people. <laughs> and they're just like, we still love you. And then it just like turns into a slow clap and then just into a major rip roaring applause. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know what were the precedents that Washington established. I mean, I'm not a king. I'm just a man. <laughs> you know, you will only refer to me as George. <laughs> I don't do speeches. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I just, I mean, you know what he seemed like? He seemed like the type of guy that was like, knew what his strengths and what his weaknesses were and Mm -hmm. that he had no problem appointing stuff to other people. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, uh, oh, the French are pissing me off. Get Ben Franklin over here to tell me what to do. You yeah, know, yeah. just like he would just listen to his boys and just. Ben. <laughs> ben, I've got you this pudding. Thanks. Ben, the French are pissing me off. What do I do? Well, we can do another, do another treaty of Paris. Ben, that's genius. <laughs> this is like the fifth one now. Ben, you have pudding coming off your face. Let me clean that for you. Ben, I love you. I love you I love you too Washington Ben you beautiful child (laughs) You beautiful wrinkly baby (laughs) Uh, So yeah I don't don't know Again we don't know We don't know any of this shit (laughs) Yeah I don't know Yeah I have no idea What's in store Uh, Section 2 Early challenges what challenges the United States faced during Washington's administration? <laughs> uh, well, probably a lot of people being like, why is he so mad? Yeah. Why is this guy yelling all the yeah. time? <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I think we should end slavery. Yeah. <laughs> just like everyone's like applauding and to, like you and me are in the crowd. Just like, Jesus, this guy's got a cool it, bro. He's yeah. Like, <laughs> I love the guy, but Jesus Christ. He's like going, going nuts. Yeah, he he's pro- saying he's not a king, but then we got to listen to him. And he gets all of his advice from an 82 year old man <laughs> who speaks gibberish. I think something's wrong here. And he wants our bird to be a bald eagle. I, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I've never seen one. <laughs> he drew a picture of it. I don't know if it exists. <laughs> you know, I read uh somewhere at some time at some point in my life which mm. means i'm probably just making this up but yeah. uh apparently i heard that uh ben franklin was trying to push for our national bird to actually be a turkey and that it was like denied and that he had all these like reasons behind why he wanted it to be a turkey and just everyone was like nah dude it's a stupid ass bird <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we eat those ben i like everything you say except your suggestion about the bird have you seen a bald eagle <laughs> It's like a turkey on steroids. (laughs) It will never be caged. You are like a turkey and I am like a bald eagle. (laughs) Uh, Section three. 
The first political parties. Oh, this is where everything starts falling apart. Uh, how did the Federalist and Republican parties form? And on what issues did they disagree? Well, is Federalist an early word for dem- Democratic? Possibly, but I also thought from the last chapter that Federalist means you were in support of the government and the Anti-Federalists were in support of like state government, so maybe it didn't mean that at that time. Right. Maybe the well, Republicans. Does, well, hasn't, well, hasn't the term Republican and Democrat changed over the years? <laughs> I don't know. You're asking me, bro. I didn't read the chapter. <sighs> I don't know. I, I mean, I'm well. Okay, but you're I, it's asking not even someone. A, it's not who... even a chapter thing. I'm just talking about like, like, um... dude. I'm 28. And I've never voted. I don't either. Have I? Um, because it doesn't matter. What? <laughs> I guess, like, my point is, yeah, I, I guess I'm just supporting your point in that, like, yeah, maybe at one point Federalist meant one thing, and then mm-hmm. the meaning of it sort of changed. Right, yeah, that's what I think, yeah. Because, I mean, there's what, there's what like, someone, like, you know, at the end of the day, you have to side with a party, even though you don't agree with everything that they do. So I wonder if that was, like, an early version of being a Democrat. Yeah. But now I'm starting to think now that we're talking about this, I don't know. I'm totally pulling this out of my ass, but I feel like I remember like early Republicans were early Democrats and then there was some shift and then it got all flipped around. That's definitely possible, dude. I like I said, I do not know. <laughs> I feel like there's some like weird little tiny like glitching spark in my brain that's sort of making me remember something like that. We'll see. We'll find out. To this right now is like, no, you fucking idiot. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> or, or yeah, Chris, you're right. Just wait oh, until you read on... chapter eight. Yeah, people are watching me remember stuff. Yeah, or listening to me remember stuff. Chris, we're so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my parents are just shaking their head and disappointed right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I that's, mean that's, that's essentially that's pretty where you get this. into. It sounds like it's just a lot. It sounds of like we're gonna be a new, lot of George Washington new, impressions, yeah. <laughs> and like a lot of. So new, I hope you guys like that. Yeah, yeah. I hope you guys aren't sick of that yet, because yeah. that is definitely happening. Yeah. Um. It also sounds like there's just like a lot of new things that are being introduced to this new country, and like how people are reacting to it. Yeah, things are changing fast. Well, not really, but kinda. Because like, were, were there even political parties in Britain? At this time, right? No, because it was just no, like no, nope, just like king and the parliament, and that's it. Yeah, deal that's with all it. You get. <laughs> yeah, deal with you, it, bro. You, <laughs> you deal with what we give you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's see. Let's let's find out what happens at the end of this fairy tale. So yeah, I mean, as far as critical thinking goes, I found this one question in section two that I thought would be pretty cool to do. So there's going to be a war between France and Britain. And imagine that you disagree with Washington's policy of neutrality in this war. And that says, write a letter to the president to persuade him to side with France. And I will write a letter that will persuade him to side with England. Okay. So. Dear George Washington, my name is Christopher, and I am an, an early American. I'm writing you because I think that in this British and French war that you should tie with the French. Do you know why? Because they love their furs and there's nothing I want more than some delicious furs. And if you had a croissant before, they're amazing. And I got to tell you something, 
The French helped us back in the day. If you remember, I know, like, back when you were a surveyor, before you came, you know, sold out and became Mr. Big President, you were a surveyor at one point. You had some problems with them. But then they came, they came around. They came around. Don't you forget that. And they helped us. And we kicked those dirty fucking redcoats out of our beautiful country, America. And I know how much you love America, Mr. Washington. If it was up to me, we'd still have the Articles of Confederation. But, hey, who am I, right? Just some lowly poor Federalists just following you. You're the man. But with that said, I do love me some baguettes. And I love me some cigarettes and some painting, okay? So maybe, just maybe, we'll help them out. Besides, you you and Ben love Treaties of Paris. How many fucking Treaties of Paris have we had? I know you're taking an extra week out of your time to hang out there. You're not just going there to a meeting and turning right around, right? You like France, and you fucking hate England, don't you? Our country's blue. Their country's red. France... They're just like a little bit of both, but probably more blue. I don't know what that means, but hey, I'm going with it. So listen here, Washington. You want my vote? Go French. One day we might have these crazy things called French fries, and it's probably going to be the most American thing that we have. But it's got the word French in it. So you want, I mean, England fries? What the fuck is that? French fries, dog. Chips? No, fuck that. That's so we'll confusing. save we'll save chips when we mass produce thin crisps of potatoes that we've fried and salted and prepackaged. Like true Americans. Yeah. Let's not compare ourselves to the English here, GW. I don't even know how you're talking back to me in this letter right now, but <laughs> hey, whatever. So look, in summation, my name's Chris. Go with France. You're the man. Love you. Out. Chris, I appreciate your letter <laughs> and I will take it into consideration, but I also need to hear from this other uh, state person named Rob, <laughs> who has also written me a letter <laughs> that has terrible penmanship. So I am docking him five points. <laughs> Dear George Washington, my name is Rob, and I am from the state of New Jersey. As you know, there are not a lot of people here. That makes us all very sad. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you that you should definitely side with England. And here are my reasons why. One, England has wigs. You might not like them, but we can sell them to all the bald people in the States. <laughs> the wig business, I'm telling you, will become a popular thing in the U.S. Two, we may have fought them not but a short while ago, but after we, lost, after we beat them, they did sign the Treaty of Paris. <laughs> they did give up. They did surrender. They are weak. <laughs> if we help them, we can then make them weaker, and we can start a second America <laughs> in England. Now... This may sound crazy to your James Madisons, your Alexander Hamiltons, but you're George Washington, and you've got balls. You're not like those crazy two. <laughs> you understand that America also has balls. And if we help them now, 
we can conquer them. And we can have our own island that will be rich for tourists. In summation... (laughs) This is like a tourism plot. In summation, the slavery thing is shutting down. We need other avenues of revenue. We will open an American theme park excursion in England once we have helped the English beat the French. P.S. I think Ben is quite beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. (gasps) That was a beautiful letter, Rob. I'd be crying if I could create tears. But my emotions are so bottled up inside. I'm just going to crinkle this letter up and throw it away and punch a table. After hearing. After reading. (laughs) After reading both of these stupid letters. I've decided that I remain firm in my stance of neutrality. (laughs) Because I indeed hate all countries except America. I have conferred with my consigliere, (laughs) Ben Franklin. After wiping the pudding from his face, (laughs) I have decided to stay neutral. What about the turkey? Ben, (laughs) Ben, I'm getting the turkey. Martha is cooking the turkey. She is is quite nimble. The turkey will be ready soon. (laughs) Hi, I'm James Madison. I brought over the yams. James, James, (laughs) what did I tell you about... Showing up unannounced. <laughs> I heard you guys were cooking I, a turkey, so I brought over some yams. I will body slam you into those yams. But I planted them myself. You planted the yams. <laughs> you can't plant yams, James. <laughs> How are these alias this year? You know it's not blooming season yet. We still have two more months. Of course, of course, but a, a fine planter such as yourself... Must have some predictions as far as the bloomage. <laughs> James. <laughs> what? <laughs> James, tell me about the bloomage. The bloomage is going to be great, okay? Just listen. I've been drafting a new document that I wanted you to look at. I was thinking maybe you and Ben. James, and- James, save that for after. Martha, the turkey's ready. She's she's snapping her fingers and and she's pouring chowder. Look, can I tell you something, Washington? Okay, you, I just because I'm a planter doesn't mean all I care about is azaleas. I don't come to you and ask you to survey my land all the time. You okay? do. You did last Tuesday, and I told you your land is worth shit. It was a joke. <laughs> you and guys that, don't respect <laughs> me. You're a warlord, Ben Franklin's so smart. You're right, James. You don't want to eat my yams. James, shut the fuck up. <laughs> We've had enough of you. Just go into the garden and do your thing while we eat our fucking turkey. Yeah, suck a dick, Madison. Yeah, thank you, Ben. God damn, you're beautiful. <laughs> you beautiful, wrinkly man. <laughs> In your wrinkles, I see America. <laughs> All soft and... 
and beautiful. The crevices of, of national parks to come. When I look into your wrinkles, I read the Constitution. <laughs> Little will future patriots know that the Constitution was based on your age. Based on your aging, <laughs> your aging epidermal layer. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so that <laughs> is what Chapter 8's going to be about. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> this is another thing that I thought was interesting that I didn't know. Um, I mean, I know you asked me that critical thinking question in the beginning, in the opening section before we read the chapter, but mm-hmm. I actually didn't know that Lewis and Clark had, like, a crew with them. I just, in my mind, had always thought it was like, it I'm sounds Lewis a lot. It I'm sounds Clark. a lot bigger than what I had originally. Yeah, thought. I, I knew that like there were other them people. and a native woman. Yeah, I just thought it was them and Sacagawea. But I assumed had, it was like enough crew. enough people to be on like one boat. It sounds like they had a couple of rafts or whatever the fuck they were traveling on. Right. Um, um, so Lewis was 28, and during the Whiskey Rebellion, Lewis joined the militia and had been in the army since that time. So he had a little bit of experience. And he was Jefferson's uh, <laughs> private secretary. Right. So he was like he was like. Basically, just following around Jefferson, whatever right. he did, and, and then th- Clark was just Lewis's friend. Right? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, it's just like and there, but and, and then I like that it along. says they were well-informed amateur scientists. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, are me and you well-informed amateur I was scientists? Just, well, uh, dude, this would be like you're you're Meriwether Lewis, okay? Right, yeah. And Jefferson's like, Rob's pretty cool. Gets all my notes over to me, forwards me all the emails I need to see. Right. I know for a fact he kept a journal of that dead cow that he watched for two months. <laughs> he did a real good job at that. Yeah. I think he'd be good for this uh, for this science experiment. He knows science. Rob, how do you feel about exploring the Western lands? I'm down if I could bring my friend Chris with me. Yeah. <laughs> he sat in on a lot of those cow sessions. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You guys are hired. It's like my right hand man when it comes to science. <laughs> Me and Chris, we got this podcast thing that we do. <laughs> we got this science partnership going. It's pretty good. Like, he doesn't get mentioned by name, but that's because I take all the notes. And I, we never actually went to school, but, but it's science. But you could consider us amateurs. <laughs> right. For sure. Like, we're definitely at the amateur level. <laughs> uh, together, they assembled a crew of rivermen, gunsmiths, carpenters, scouts, and a cook. Just one. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, which also, we heard from. <laughs> yeah. I thought was interesting. Uh, oh, my God. Wait. And then, wait. Sorry. I don't want to cut you off. But two men of mix, mixed Native American and French heritage served as interpreters. Yep. And an African-American named York was also a member of the group. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. Just, they always just have to throw that in there. I, they had the token black guy with them. Right. And, yeah. And I just I just wrote. Was they like, were prepared to me meet more. anybody. <laughs> Tell me more about York. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I wrote. Tell me more about, like, who's York? Well, York, his entire family was killed in the slave trade, so he had nothing else going on. They just brought York along to get, like, street cred. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, every time there was a situation, they would always consult York, but then never, like, follow right. what he would say. They brought a token black guy. What about the token Jew? Yeah, there where's was, the Brazilian There was obviously 2,500 Jews living, Brazilian Jews. They couldn't bring one of them along? I guess not. Yeah, we still don't know what's going on with the juice is what we're trying to say. <laughs> Again, mentioned in maybe two sentences in fucking 284 pages. Right, 
no representation by McGraw-Hill. Right. Um, and I thought this was kind of interesting because, like, I don't know why, but so the expedition left St. Louis in the spring of 1804 and worked its way up the Missouri Missouri, yeah, Missouri River. Sorry. For some reason, I always just imagine them going down the river. Like, regardless of what it is, I just always imagine, like, you go down. Go down a river? What, do you do that? No. I mean, I guess if you, without any context, and you just say, oh, they followed along the Missouri River, yeah, I guess in my mind, I just, I just always assume down. that they, yeah, I just always assume you start at the top and you go to the bottom. Like, right. Always. Yeah. No, I, I obviously not. I guess the thing I'm wondering is, is doesn't the river always have to flow one direction? So are you not sailing up a river or do you go against the stream? I don't know, dude. That's what I'm saying. I don't really know. Because I did not. I just always assumed you go down. Right. Well, the well the river does flow north to south. Right. Yeah. Right. It has to. Yeah. So unless they're sailing against the current. Like if me and you were to go on like a, a white water rafting trip tomorrow, I'm not we'd gonna go s- start and then we'd go down. We wouldn't right. go up. You can't go up. Right. You'd, you'd just go be going backwards. Right. So maybe they're so, sailing against the current. I also don't think that like the Mississippi and the Missouri River are like no, rapids. No. They're like big, wide. Yeah, the Mississippi's not at all. It's it's almost like a very slow moving long lake. Yeah, it's like a big lazy river. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, still, I don't know. I just I I don't know why, but in my head, I'm always just like, I thought you start at the top and you go to the bottom, like always. <laughs> yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah, I guess I, I guess that what I'm wondering is, do they are they sailing up the river or are they just walking along? Like using oh, it yeah. as like a guide. It, it like, seems hey, stick to the river. Yeah, I guess like like railroad tracks kind of, but right. I just I guess I just imagine I just assume that they use boats. <laughs> <laughs> just seems like if you're gonna follow a river, you take it like you know you travel for four hours, you pull over, see what's over there. They probably just had like a caravan of mountain bikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like ten speeds. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Um, um, and then they meet Sacagawea. Yep, she joined as a guide. Um, after she seemed months. like she was bored. Yeah, <laughs> she seemed like she was bored. And this picture, she's kind of hot. Well, didn't one she of them? She just seemed like a really like she seemed like a some like cool, sassy, confident girl that you'd like meet in New York. That's just like down with whatever. Right. Just yeah. like, whoa, you're so hot. Yeah, I'll follow you. Yeah. <laughs> you want to join our trip? You want to join our? We've got crew? a great cook. They were probably all falling over each other. Meanwhile, Lewis and Clark are fighting over, her, and the whole time she's banging York. And then after 18 months and nearly 4,000 miles, Lewis and Clark reached the Pacific Ocean. They spent the winter there, and then they headed back along separate routes. I wonder if they did that for scientific purposes. Well, the map, well, the map showed they really didn't separate for very long. Mm-hmm. Like the, Well, I mean, in the proportions of the map. But like they only split up for a very short time. And then when they got back to the Missouri River, it looks like they re- reconvened with each other. You see oh, what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like they were together the whole way west, hung out, came back, and then at around, I don't know, what looks like Oregon, they like, uh, one went a little north, one went a little south, and then they got back together at like the top of the Missouri River. Yeah. Um, I thought like the vibe I got off of Lewis and Clark was just like, yeah, the valuable information about people, plants, and the geography of the west, perhaps most important, their journey inspired other people to move west it's just like lois and clark two cool dudes yeah. like, <laughs> like they show back up, they're back in town and they're just like the cool kid that came back from college or something guys i don't want to brag but it's like pretty sweet out there college is so sick college 
you know, guys, just just look. Me, my name's Lewis. This is Clark. We like went all the way out to the west and came back. It's no big deal, right? Yeah, you it's, guys could do it too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that friend in college who went to school in California and right. came back to the east coast, and they just think the California and west coast is the shit. Yeah, west yeah. coast is the best coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then bro, it's just so much more chill out there. You guys don't even know, like, and then your cities and your (laughs) fucking smart cars and your bullshit. Jefferson's like getting all wet. He's like, these guys are so cool, you guys. I (laughs) wish it said more people out there. He's he's like, he's like sitting there like this. Yeah, he's got both (laughs) hands on his cheeks. He's got both hands on his cheeks, just like enamored. Oh, you guys are so cool. Yeah. Oh man, you know what? Let's get more people. Dude, tell Zebulon, <laughs> Zebulon Pike, get right. over here, buddy. Tell tell that story again about when your raft almost almost flipped over. Oh, I love that one. That's so cool. That part, that is. Because you're so loose. badass. I wish I could. I wish I could be you. If I wasn't the president, <laughs> I'd be going out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, so now, so now Jefferson's getting like exploration happy. Yeah, he's got exploration boner, and he's yeah. just going crazy. Yeah, he's loving it. So now yeah. he sends Pike. <laughs> he's out loving there. it. <laughs> it's like I need more stories. It's his porn. Like yeah. he, it's his only way he gets off now. Yeah, because he's like stuck in the White House all day, <laughs> fucking bored to death, dealing with the boring stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like every week he gets letters from them and he's just like really excited like looking out the window and shit for the mailman. What are they gonna be back? Yeah. <laughs> Wonder what hijinks they got up to this week. <laughs> oh, the adventures! I tell you, the excellent adventures of Lewis and Clark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was his like weekly fucking action adventure show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he sends uh, Zebulon Pike. Um, he traveled through the upper Mississippi, present day Colorado. Yep. And he found the snow capped mountain he called Grand Peak and then later is known as Pike's Peak. I was wondering if he's like, guys, I called it fucking Grand Peak. <laughs> if I wanted to call it Pike Peak, I would have. I was saving that for a like, bigger I, place. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but like respect my wishes what to call it fucking Grand Lewis Peak. and Clark. Fuck, yeah. fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Zebulon. Yeah, I'm Zebulon, bitch. <laughs> you think if you named your kid fucking Zebulon, anyone would know that's named after Zebulon Pike? No, no one. No one. No one. <laughs> You'd have to like this terrible story. <laughs> like, well, my parents they were really into history and they, yeah. they love Zebulon Pike. It's <laughs> like who? You know, Pike's Peak? You I thought that Pike's was called Peak? Grand's Peak. I thought that was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> Um, at this point, uh, Federalists opposed the Louisiana Purchase. Ugh, dude, I hate Federalists. Well, I mean, this this is like an interesting point, but it just sounds like extreme paranoia. Right. They thought that by the Republicans uh, buying the Louisiana Purchase, that they would then fill the territory with Republicans, and then they would like be like half the country would just be controlled by Republicans. Where are we going to get all these Republicans from? Yeah, it like, doesn't make what, what any just, sense. So what, we get all this land, and now what, the the amount of people just double mm-hmm. like in a few w- months, and we're just like, and hey, then move them over there. And then again, this this starts in Massachusetts, <laughs> which like it seems like every chapter, it's they're like the ultimate like curmudgeon that just hates change. Yep. That's their thing. They're just yep. like... I don't know. I don't like it because <laughs> it's probably the it's probably the most developed, most established right yeah area in the colonies that we have mm-hmm. at this point, and it's probably the most 
affluent, mm-hmm. rich. Right, yeah. Like it's it, it it could probably be fine on its own mm-hmm. as it as like a separate thing. Yeah. So they plot to secede or or separate from the first the of Union. many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and they New England wanted to become the Northern Confederacy. But they realized that they couldn't become a northern confederacy if it's just Massachusetts. Right. <laughs> so they uh, They're like, we got to get New York invo- involved. Yes, yeah, so they try and get New York involved. And who do they turn to? Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr, that <laughs> yeah. little bitch. Yeah. They're, New England's like, you guys hear that asshole Aaron Burr? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a pushover. We'll get him to do yeah. it. No one likes that fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the weakest politician we know that we can... Who can we flip? Yeah. 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 Who can we flip? Exactly. So, yeah, because if you guys remember, Burr is a fucking Republican and the Republicans kind of cast him aside and uh, with him withdrawing in the 1800 election. So the Federalists all jump behind Burr and try to get him to run for governor of New York in 1804. Right. And then it goes on to say Alexander Hamilton never trusted Aaron Burr. Um, and when he hears the rumors of secession, he uh, accused Burr of plotting treason. Right. <laughs> and then Burr, you got to realize, because like it also mentioned here that um, the Republicans didn't like Burr because he refused to withdraw from the 1800 election. He just sounds like a dude who's like just full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like he's just like a fucking bomb waiting to go off. Yeah. So and people are antagonizing him. He's kind of yeah. like Robert Durst. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's just like, all these things are happening to him. He's like, what are with all these accusations, eh? <laughs> I had the second, I was tied with Thomas Jefferson. It doesn't matter, Burr. Back out. Back out, Burr. I just want to be the governor. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. No. No, you're done. We hate you. <laughs> so he accuses him of plotting treason. And yeah, I want to be governor. The- no, treason. Yeah, that's that's treason. You want to be political? No. Um, so when he loses the election, he blames Hamilton and challenges him to a duel. Again, okay. the bomb has gone off. Time out. Right. We, there's, duels are legal? I guess so, yeah. I would love to live in a world where you can just legally duel someone. Right, yeah. Are you fucking serious? Mm-hmm. That's insane to me. When they said that, I I was like, my jaw dropped. Right. You could. I, I don't know. That's fucking nuts. Dueling. I mean, uh, I challenge you to a duel. Slap, slap, and then it's like, meet me at high noon tomorrow. Yeah. Take ten steps and turn around and shoot the guy. Really? Well, at that point, I, I'd imagine that like people saw it as like you know a, a thing of honor. You know. You're challenging someone's honor by by challenging them to a duel, and it's better than him just murdering him or something. But that, well, it that sounds like it still anyway. is murder anyway. Right, because yeah. so anyway, so what happens is well, in July of 1804, the two men armed with pistols met in Weehawken, New Jersey. Now Hamilton hated dueling and pledged not to shoot his Which rival. is even funnier because what is Hamilton just like? Oh, like how many duels was he in before? Or I just, like, or I just imagined him like standing there with his gun, just being like, "Dude, this is dumb." Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this. Like, Bird's like, "No, no, no, no." Yeah, we're doing this. He like had to show up, otherwise everyone would have been like, "Oh, dude, Hamilton's, Hamilton's a, a pussy." pussy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Burr's just like sitting there, like his face is getting red, and he's yeah, like, yeah, shaking. Yeah. He's like, "No, they took the presidency from me. They took the governor from me. This isn't happening." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll show them. Yeah, show that fuck. And Hamilton's still standing there. He doesn't. He's even probably turn. like, 
Burr's probably super delusional. He's like, yeah, I'll just kill Hamilton, then I'll be the governor, be then governor. I'll be the president, right. and everyone will I'll love me. I'll be president me. of this new northern territory. And then I'll accuse them of treason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell Louisiana back to the French. I'll be fucking rich. Um, so Burr shoots him. <laughs> yeah. Burr shoots him. Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton yeah. gets seriously, seriously wounded, wounded and, and then dies. dies the next day. And then Burr just... Fling, fleds, off. yeah, just, just hides away. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never find me, I swear. <laughs> Try and catch me, coppers. <laughs> I'll just follow the northwestern territory. Yeah, I'm going on or an adventure. <laughs> Time for an adventure. Yeah. Bert takes like ten steps and gets attacked by a hog. Yeah, <laughs> it's mauled by a bear. Right, right. I wrote they probably had like a cul-de-sac meeting like where like they wanted all the neighbors to get in on like a timeshare together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Like, like, hey, everybody gather around. Welcome. Welcome. Me and Martha just wanted to have you over here to talk about a, a new idea, an investment I think you guys are going to love. Right. And to be honest with you, I don't think we're going to do it unless we have all your support. And we all do this together, you guys. Make sure you got plenty of cheese and you're all sitting down. Make sure your bellies are full of cheese. <laughs> yeah, they just like sell each other on this idea of being like, let's start anew, guys, you know? None of us have kids. Jim, Tomorrow, you're divorced. we're going to pack our wagons. Yeah. We're going to travel up that canal. <laughs> I think we should just do it, you guys. Let's be fun, right? Let's go do this. Look, and when we get there, look. New Jersey was great for my parents, but this is about me. Right. It's about us. It's about the future. Don't you guys want to do something new and fun? We don't want to be old farts. Don't you guys want to hunt? You guys don't want to be old farts like all the other people. You want to be a city slicker? Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't be silly, Greg. guys. Greg, look at me. <laughs> Greg, you've been divorced now for how long? You know. Greg, why did you even sew those cargo yeah. pants? Right. <laughs> for New Jersey? No. Because you're an adventurer. Yeah. See? <laughs> Come on, you guys. Karen, sit down. Sit down. Karen, I will slap the shit <laughs> out of you. Karen, if you fucking leave... <laughs> I will burn this entire cul-de-sac down and leave without you. All right, guys. Karen's out. Fuck her. <laughs> leave her. But then this. We so, don't need your negative thinking, Karen. You know what, Karen? You and the kids are out of this timeshare. Yeah. Okay? You're out of the. But we're taking your husband, Bill, because he's Tom's best friend. You're out of the Kentucky timeshare. Tom. You're out of the Kentucky timeshare. But what I loved was this next part. So it talks about how oh, the pioneers yeah. wanted to go in families. Mm-hmm. But then, this was great. I'll just read it. Western families often gather together for social events. Now, this is, this is by the way, we're already in the West now. Mm-hmm. So that same cul-de-sac group is now out in fucking Kentucky. Right, yeah. And this is, you know, it's like cut to two years later, and they're fucking out there waiting for a road to be built. <laughs> they're out there around the fire. Guys, this is great, right? <laughs> Aren't we glad we're all out here, Greg? I see you. Look, you got new pants, a cool new shirt that you never would have You guys mad because we left Karen? Don't be mad. I thought we were over that. It's been two years. Right. Western families often gathered together for social events. Men took part in sports such as wrestling. Come on, Greg. You want to wrestle? Let's all get together. Look, girls, you go. uh, Women meant for quilting. and Women, you go. Go have your lady 
quilting and sewing parties like the ladies do, right, Craig? Me and the boys are going to go downtown and wrestle. Oh, women in their blankets. By downtown, I mean 10 feet away over by the lake right. where we built a ring. <laughs> a ring? <laughs> All of a sudden, Greg's like all quiet, and then when they go to wrestle, Greg is like, "I am Black Greg." <laughs> like he's just like into it. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's like the first WWF. Right. They have like names, and they're just like Cage Match. <laughs> I'm Fierce Tom. <laughs> like they had shitty wrestling names back then. <laughs> and then this was the best too. So not only did the men did their macho wrestling with each other and the women were quilting, but then both men and women participated in corn huskings. Right. Of course they did. These were gatherings. Someone's got to husk that corn. These were gatherings where farm families shared the work of stripping the outer layers from corn. Right. Dude, I want to be a pioneer. This sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Wrestling matches. Blankets just everywhere. Quilts everywhere. Yeah. Endless Your quilts. Houses are made out of quilts. Right. <laughs> While the national government had said back at the Northwest Territories that we were all the new states were not going to have. No slavery. No slavery. The South is like, fuck you. We want slavery. That's yeah. down here, not up there. It's wait, a different wait, territory. When did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was for Louisiana, not down here. I mean, I'm not moving out of Georgia because I love it here, but right. <laughs> I got to look out for Missouri. Right. <laughs> They're my brethren. Greg lives in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin's Cletus is out of Missouri. And Greg hates Missouri, and he's going to want some fucking slaves. Yeah. Welcome to chapter 11. You were in a new unit. Shit's getting real. <laughs> I haven't even read this chapter yet. I'm really excited about it. You're not with me? Oh, yeah. Well, my name's Chris. Welcome to Dunce Caps. Yeah, welcome to Dunce Caps. <laughs> Chris is very excited about chapter 11. I just opened up to this to this section, and on the left is a shitload of Native Americans, dickloads of wagons. Mixed in are some American Real soldiers. excited about the Trail of Tears. Yeah. It's looking real crazy. And on the right is a young Abe Lincoln wiping his brow. And he's got a red handkerchief, no no beard, and no hat with an axe. Just like, oh, I'm so tired. Dude. <laughs> Being a patriot sure is tiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be fucking crazy. And I'm really excited because section one... So chapter 11 is called The Jackson Era, 1824 to 1845. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we just established how Andrew Jackson's going to be talking for the next two chapters. <laughs> I want to fat natives. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a moonwalk out of here. <laughs> make him walk the trail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Um. So yeah, and then yeah, this is gonna be filled. This chapter is gonna be filled with racism, war, battles, and moonwalking and crotch grabbing. I, I don't think there's gonna be a war. There's got to be some kind of fighting going on. I thought whole like Jackson's whole thing was he was just like a psycho fighter. Really? 
Andrew Jackson? Yeah. I don't know. My thing to say about the Jackson era is that I don't know anything about Andrew Jackson at all. I just know that he was crazy. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, that's all I know. Well, no you know, details. We, we run with different crowds, Chris. Right. <laughs> you guys talk about Andrew right. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got my thumb on my butt. Right. <laughs> You're working at the mill. Right. Exactly. Uh, I'm just trying to get this patent for dick trap going. You you have no idea how hard it is as a mill girl to get a patent for dick traps off yeah. the ground. No one takes you seriously. <laughs> you think we live in a free enterprise. You know how many letters I've written? <laughs> Tens. Tens of letters. <laughs> Tens of twenties of letters. Getting getting close to twenties of letters. <laughs> Handwritten too. Which is not smart because my penmanship is terrible. And there's no whiteout invented yet. So <laughs> right. if I screw up, I gotta start all over. <sighs> but uh, yeah, the Jackson error. Uh section, section one. one. Jacksonian democracy. <laughs> Like, that's a thing. Everyone's going to do what I say. <laughs> I decree. I decree. Everyone wears face masks, and we fight people, and we kick out the Indians. <laughs> I'm Andrew Jackson. How did political beliefs and events shape my presidency? You're ignorant. <laughs> No, no, no. That's just ignorant. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know anything about Jackson, really. Uh, but if he's as crazy as you make him sound. I. How did political beliefs and events shape Andrew Jackson's presidency? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, I think. Like, was he like a crazy, paranoid person? I don't know that much about him. I just know that he's always associated with like war and like being like a great general and like fighting. And that mm. at one point he was like shot before being like inaugurated into his presidency, but like put on this, like put this like bulletproof vest thing on because he thought he was, <laughs> right. dude, he was like crazy. Yeah. Chain length, like sheath. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, like specifically, I'm assuming he's, like, a little bit of a racist. Like, he's probably not into slavery, but he's just like, I don't like him. Black guy, get out of here. Yeah. Black guy, leave. <laughs> I'm white now. <laughs> um, So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It could be any number of fucking things. We're going to read the chapter and find out. All right. Section two, conflicts over land. You going to read the essential question, Rob? Sure. How did Andrew Jackson's presidency affect Native Americans? Well, affected them pretty poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing what I know now. Yeah. Get them out of here. <laughs> I don't like your shells. Your shells are stupid. Nice. Yeah. I don't like your shells. Leave or I'll kill you. It's ignorant. <laughs> Your shows are so stupid. Um, but yeah, it affected them in the fact that they had to travel. They're moved and treated harshly and died. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we gave them blankets. This is when we give them the blankets, right? Is it? The poison blankets. <laughs> is it, Dude, you mentioned that earlier. What is that a thing? Yeah, that was a thing. We gave them blankets with... Um, 
Name some like old Spe- uh, pe- asbestos. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bed bugs. <laughs> 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 no, with like uh, smallpox. Yeah, smallpox. Really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, we're such dicks. <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> They're ignorant. They're so stupid. <laughs> Um, I hope they cover that in the book. I hope that's not like some new thing that they discovered. Like, I hope that's in the book. I hope we find that out. Yeah, we'll have to. Hopefully. Um, Section three, Jackson and the bank. How do economic issues affect the president and presidential elections? We have no money. I just wish we had a bank filled with children. <laughs> children and guns. I don't want I don't like money. We just got rid of the natives. What do we need money for? <laughs> I want to be rich with children. I just want to be rich with, with children, all kinds of children. It's not weird, you're eating. <laughs> <ignorant. laughs> Look, I'm a decorated general. I thought all kinds of British. Now let me bask in the children. We need more toys in the White House. <laughs> I need taxes to pay for the toys in the White House. <laughs> uh, President! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real confusing. We keep doing this the whole time. Dude, you know what's so funny? On the drive over here, I was thinking, I was like, man, we've heard of Andrew Jackson twice. We had such a crazy voice for Washington. Right. What are we going to do for Jackson? I was literally thinking that on the way here and like cu- trying to do different voices for what he might sound like. Right. Trying to like think of what I know about him. <laughs> right. And you busted that out. And that's the, that's, like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. It can't be anything else. I okay. don't think. So if you guys hate this Michael Jackson voice that I have not prepared or know, worked on at all. Andrew Jackson bangs a slate. Then that descendant quickly it reverts back to Andrew right. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. We could be historians right now. This is yeah, dude. We're gonna uncover. This is gonna be like the Robert Durst documentary. We're gonna uncover stuff and rewrite what happened. Cool. This is gonna be a Chris and Rob versus historians and some kind of case study law thing. <laughs> but the only investigating we're doing is McGraw Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Please bring the only evidence that Chris and Rob have. Uh, yeah. It's the uh, 1998 whatever fucking edition of <laughs> right. McGraw-Hill. Well, if you see here, his name is uh, Jackson. <laughs> and as we all know, Andrew Jackson, Michael Jackson, case closed. Do you see a similarity here? He is white. Michael later became white. white. The proof is in the pudding. They both love boys. In the white pudding. Supposedly. <laughs> the white pudding. But it was in the vanilla pudding. Have you guys had the jello pudding that's uh, both dark and white? <laughs> Swirl? It's like that. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> it's like that. Tasty. <laughs> the best of both worlds. <laughs> and it's like, so, you know, on behalf of Michael and Andrew, God rest their souls. You just hear that sound from Law and Order. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. 
All right, should we do some critical thinking? Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, I got some. Love uh, that part. I got. I found some. There's some pretty cool questions. Okay. Um. So there's this question that says, write three questions you would ask President Andrew Jackson <laughs> if you interviewed him. So I was thinking, I'll give you a question and then you answer it, and then you give me a question and we'll go back and forth. Uh. Okay. <clears throat> so. President Jackson. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be um I'm gonna be from Georgia for this one. Okay. Pre- President Jackson. Now we're down here in Georgia and I just want to know what your policy is on slavery. Because they're trying to tell us up north that we can't have no slaves. And I keep telling them, well then you can't have no peaches. So if you could please elaborate on your stance on slavery in this great nation and where do you think the South lies with that? Your back is white. It's love with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point of my song is that we need to take all these slaves and make them white and then there's no slavery. No. And then we can all have peaches. Now, Mr. President, I don't mean to interrupt you, but... Listen... <laughs> listen. <laughs> Listen what I'm saying. I'm just a... a We're going to turn all the black people into white people. And then we can all have... And then only peaches... And then we make a rule that's only peaches for white people. Now, Mr. President, I'm I'm a little bit confused because, you know, it turned blacks into whites. Like, I mean, believe me, I would love a world just filled with whites. But if they're all white, then who's going to do all our work? Once you, they're white, I can't let them do my work I for tell, me. I tell you who's going to do the work. Listen! All the people that question me are going to be painted black and turned into slaves. Starting with you. Now, Mr. President, I wasn't quite... Uh, I just want to make clear that I wasn't questioning you. Third rule, no peaches for you. Uh, Mr. President, but Minions, I, take him away and paint him no, black. No, please! Georgia... Now you're my sl- now you're my slave. <laughs> just like President Jack just paints b- criminals black. <laughs> We're gonna start with a fresh slate. Everyone's white. <laughs> Everyone, and people piss me off. Then have to become black. And we have to move all the Native Americans because they're not part of this. They're, they're too mixed. Yeah. <laughs> We can't, we tried, we can't make them look white. We tried real hard. I use so many different colors and I just can't even get them wet. It's very expensive. It's so expensive, so we're just going to push them away. <laughs> they drifted here, they'll drift home. A note from the book, which I thought was mountain interesting. Men. They get so into mountain men. They got they got very badass. specific details here, but the, but they left out like other facts that we were questioning. We get into this great detail about mountain men. Yeah, mountain men gets like two pages, right? Full two page <laughs> spread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, certain presidents have like a paragraph. Right. I know yeah. nothing about James Polk. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, so anyway. And then right. every single summer, they'd have, like, a big, like, fur shindig. <laughs> They're just, like, telling, like... They gathered for a rendezvous or meeting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the so annual rendezvous... their hairy banknotes. Yeah. It was the most important event of the year for Mountain Man. It was all about right. just, like, who's got the most beavers? 
Who's got the most furs? Hey guys, look at all my beavers. And then like, (laughs) and it says here, like uh, they met with the trading companies to exchange their hairy banknotes or beaver skins. Um, And then they'd get like guns and more traps and coffee and other shit that they couldn't get because they're in the fucking mountain. Um, And then what I liked is they would relax by competing in races and swapping stories about their most exciting adventures. I just imagine like, by you know like i imagine this is almost like going to like some kind of like music festival or something that's like four or five days this big rendezvous and by like the fourth day you're probably just so sick of everybody's stories where it's just like they're you know they're mountain men so they're just trying to like one up each other right so it's just like what i was deep in the in the fucking rockies and i was surrounded by 50 beavers (laughs) i murdered them all which is my which is my blade. I woke up and a beaver had a dagger to my throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're just all these ridiculous beaver stories that they just made up from like being crazy. Right. Yeah. You know what I thought of when I was reading this was like, you know, they tell all these stories. They were probably all very similar and they were probably sort of boring too. Like uh they probably told jokes like it's like when I came back the hitch knot was a cleft knot. <laughs> they were all like laughing and shit. Yeah. And they're probably just like trade like survival stories and shit, and mm-hmm. like, oh, if you're over open my way, come try the maple syrup. It's delicious in that area, you know, right, like yeah, shit yeah. like that. But I was thinking, like, by the end, the stories probably got to be like, oh, if you use a uh, the moss from the northern part of an oak tree, it works as great lubricant when you're jerking off alone in the woods. Like, <laughs> it's just like, like, it's like nothing else to talk about. Yeah, it's like so it's real got, personal. Yeah. <laughs> Have any of you had sex with a turtle? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. I have. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it even it was an exciting adventure. <laughs> well, come around, let me tell you about this exciting adventure where I fucked a turtle. Hey, what's your favorite animal to have sex with <laughs> yeah. out in the woods? <laughs> Sometimes instead of capturing the beavers, I jerk them off. <laughs> jerk them off and let them go. <laughs> It's good for the population. It keeps them healthy. <laughs> it's all about sustainability, right, boys? <laughs> what up? Guys it's like, it's- yeah, that's Bill. He's fucking crazy. We you don't know what he's talking about. Dude, you're you're one of the fur collectors, and you're just like, you want to know my trick to trapping the beavers? I befriend them and jerk them off. Yeah. And then when I leave, they come back to my camp willingly, where I murder them and take their fur. <laughs> like, but not before jerking them off a second time, because everyone deserves a main death. Everyone deserves a cum before death. Yeah. <laughs> a good cum. A good cum. And you, as you'll see, my method is both sexual and requires the least amount of resources. <laughs> most most mountain men have very rough hands. Look look at my hands. Feel them. They're soft from all the <laughs> beaver cum that I've coaxed out of my, my, my beaver friends. You want to race? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now let us race. <laughs> The reason we're laughing is it's, did you read that already? Where it says Yeah, they they uh, compete in races and swap stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let us race. Last one to the trees, a dirty beaver. And then <laughs> <laughs> They all just start running like little girls. He's like he like keeps petitioning to like have like a, a beaver masturbation like <laughs> seminar. Speed off. He's yeah. like, I want to show you guys how it's done. <laughs> And your hands can be soft like mine. 
Um, it says here, like, for example, Trapper uh, Joe Meek told how when faced with starvation, he once held his hands in an anthill until they were covered with ants, then greedily And then jerked them off with that <laughs> hand. And <laughs> <laughs> says, like, the mountain men took pride in joking about the dangers they faced. All you have to do is change the one word. To, from licked to jerked. <laughs> and then that quote becomes so much funnier. And they greedily jerked them all. <laughs> the ants. Yeah. Thousands Each one individually. <laughs> yeah. They came back and I ate those ants later that night. Let's do, um, why did education in the South lag behind other areas uh, of the United States? <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine because like, just like today, they only want... To educate people based on like what helps them and what. Well, they, they probably they probably still they probably were teaching people that the world was flat, right? That they that, were like that we annihilated the dinosaurs. <laughs> that God put us here to to murder the dinosaurs and take over His land. Right, it's our God given right to own these other people. Yeah. <laughs> they probably lied a lot about the origins of Georgia. Right. There were probably like James Oglethorpe was a tyrant, a terrible human being that tried to destroy Georgia. Right, yeah. But then we threw rocks at him and made him run away. But we away. rose up. <laughs> Every class there's no math. Right. Yeah. Absolutely no math no. whatsoever. Math sounds to me like you want some industry, city boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better move up. Better move up north where you belong. Down here, we breed planters. <laughs> I'm a planter. And as far as I know, I don't need to know no math. Who needs math when you have slaves? Right, yeah. <laughs> and there's like an entire class just de- dedicated to James Madison. <laughs> <laughs> James Madison was a great man. There is probably also a whole class devoted to just like how to handle your slaves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now listen here, kids. One day, you're going to get older. And you're going to have your own slaves. So this is a class devoted. We're going to teach you how to whip those slaves into shape. Lesson one, cracking the whip. Right, yeah. <laughs> or or it's like how to deal with like slave children their same age. Right. <laughs> you must put your foot down. On are, top of his foot. They may look like they're having fun, but they are not. <laughs> right. They are not your friend. They are your property. <laughs> and you must treat them as such. Would you Would you be nice to your your sandwich no you eat your sandwich now i'm not saying to eat your slaves <laughs> but what i am saying is don't befriend them right because pretty soon they'll be gone right yeah also don't get distracted by the really fun sounding music <laughs> i've caught myself tapping my foot a few times and got upset and killed a few of them for playing it <laughs> now billy tell me what would happen if you befriended one of them little slave boys well, he'd He'd get sold to for someone else and leave his family. <laughs> That's right. We got to break them up. <laughs> it's our job to build this great nation. Well, it's the slave's job to physically build it and our job to tell them to build our great nation. As we see it, because we were g- given this God-given right to build. <laughs> Children, have you heard of a thing called Manifest Slave Destiny? (laughs) It's what we've built all of our principles and scholastic learning on. I hate the South. (laughs) (laughs) Industry 
Sounds like you want robots. I don't want robots. <laughs> unless they're slaves. <laughs> Slave robots? We unless, got those? Unless, unless the robot's black. <laughs> then I'll, then I'll right. use it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like some of this is just like same old story, different era. Yeah, it's just... Uh... Just say, hey, get, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys just don't want change, and we've built cities, and you guys are just—I <laughs> mean, you've more cotton, I guess, but that's because we created the cotton gin. So, <laughs> again, <laughs> you know, maybe you guys should get on board with this, <laughs> right? Yeah, I. Uh, I'll get on board with it when you start stop trying to take away my rights. <laughs> so like we didn't say anything about taking away your rights. Like just, still <laughs> just you know, like maybe we can build some fucking t-shirt factories <laughs> since you guys have all the fucking cotton anyway. You mean to tell me that I need to start working? <laughs> it's my right. Who's going to build these factories? Slaves? They're too busy in the fields. <laughs> Unless you somehow magically double the amount of slaves we have, dude. They probably we ain't doing shit. <laughs> dude, the, sla- the slave owners, when they went north, when they were like met with like northern delegates, when they saw like a building or something, they'd be like, how many slaves did it take you to build this? Yeah. And he was like, none. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the graveyards? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, none? How'd you build it? Yeah. Uh, we hired people to build it. Hired? What does that mean? What's hired? Yeah. <laughs> you mean whipped? <laughs> you you whip some people to make it? Because I noticed you don't carry a whip. I got two on me at all times. I noticed you don't carry a whip on you. Yeah. Where's your what? Where's your whip? How do you control the slaves? Aren't you worried? <laughs> You gotta protect yourself. You gotta protect your rights. Aren't you worried? Oh, <laughs> uh, sleep with my whip. <laughs> I'll sleep with my whip and one eye open every night. <laughs> Keep it tied to my wrist. <laughs> Never leaves my side. <laughs> oh shit! Man. All you need is one slave with the wrong idea. <laughs> Whole thing goes south. You got to start over. A Boston mob attacked and threatened to hang abolitionist William Lloyd Garrison. Luckily, authorities saved his life by putting him in jail. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We'll kill you, William. (laughs) Oh, oh. Wait, no. I did totally wrong (laughs) fucking accent there. The Boston mob attacked. Oh, look. It's fucking Bill. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you too good for us, Bill? The cops huh? are just oh, like, oh, good old right, Billy right, boy. Break it up, break it up. Good old Billy boy. Oh, I graduated from high school. Oh. You think you're so tough there, Bill, don't you? Yeah. You weren't so tough on the ice now, were you? <laughs> Knocked your fucking teeth out out in peewee hockey, kid. <laughs> you're lucky here the cops are here to save your life. When they let you out and you're done drinking your potato vodka, <laughs> you're going to come on down to the ice and we're going to show you, we're going to. We're going to show you the real whatever. We're going to, I'm going to kick your ass. We're going to, we're going to leave it all out on the ice, kid. (laughs) 
And by leave it out, I mean your dead body. Yeah. <laughs> on the ice. All right, officer, we're done. Take him away, <laughs> yeah, officer. Take him away, officer. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be down at the pub if you want to get some drinks after your shift. Yeah. <laughs> when you're done getting out of jail and before the ice thing, meet me and Tom over here and Pete, 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 and Pete over at the pub. Yeah. <laughs> what were things that the North gained after the Compromise of so 1850? So the Compromise of 1850, okay. So the North. Um... <laughs> no one could force you. To go to any southern state. Ever. <laughs> you got that. You want to stay in Massachusetts? Fine. We're not going to force you to come down here ever. You will build a giant wall separating the <laughs> yes. north from yes. the south. Yeah. In which we will not be associated with you. Right. Other than the trading stuff that we do need. I feel like need. with compromises, though, it's like the south is like, well, okay, we're going to keep slaves, but... As a compromise, <laughs> as a compromise, we're going to give you, I don't know, 50% off peaches, 75% off cotton. <laughs> I know you Yankee boys love your goddamn cotton t-shirts up there in the north. We don't wear shirts down here, so we don't. Pre-washed. We, yeah, we, we don't have <laughs> distressed <laughs> logos. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It's like. We're going to keep slaves and all, but you're going to get 50% off pages, 75% off cotton because we don't wear shirts. Do you think that at this time, like, you know how now, like, will be like 100% organic cotton? Do you think back then, like, you knew the quality of the cotton because they'd be like, this is 100% white, white produced cotton. Or they'd be like, this is 100% slave produced cotton. Yeah. (laughs) 60% slave produced cotton, 40% organic. 90% 90% slaves, about 10% cotton gin. <laughs> that was like part of the selling point. Yeah. The compromise. Like checking the tags and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I only buy slave-made products. Yeah. <laughs> Support your local slave. <laughs> My local slave. <laughs> Support Willie. <laughs> God damn it, Willie. Speak up for yourself. The North cop like one of the things that the North got was probably like, or the South got was probably like, fine, we'll get rid of slaves, but you owe us five, five big ones. You owe us five favors. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to come at some point. We don't know yeah. when and we don't know what they'll be. At some point, I'm going to offer, I'm going to ask you five favors and you can't refuse. You cannot refuse these favors. Just pretend it's my daughter's wedding day. <laughs> You will be the Don Corleone yeah. also, of my daughter's wedding. I also imagine them just being like, from here here on forth, uh, we do not ever want to be part of any type of rat race. <laughs> you know, we have a culture down here, and uh, it, it does not include the rat race. So y'all going to have to keep that part of your the bargain. Keep your cities and your technology out of the south. Yeah. Keep your shit-filled streets. <laughs> and maybe we'll throw some tobacco your way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who fucking knows what the compromise yeah, I know. I know. Was. It's like no fucking clue. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Section two. 
<laughs> what? How did Southerners expect Northerners to react to the Fugitive Slave Act? How did Northerners actually react? <laughs> All right. You want to? Can I answer this? This is yeah, how yeah, I yeah. think they act. Yeah. Um. What? You're not cool. All right. I'm gonna do. I'll do both perspectives right now. Right. All right. So I'm a Southerner. Uh, this is how I expect the Northerners to react. Tell you what, boys. Pretty soon, those Northerners are gonna see our new act that we just put. The Federal, the Fugitive Slave Act, and they're gonna find out how many dirty fugitive slaves that ran away and are hiding in their midst. My cousin, my cousin Mikey, he lives up in New York, and when he finds out that his neighbor's some black guy that should be mine, he's gonna wanna call the police and send them back down to me. We've painted this picture of all these black people being criminals, and I sure as shit know that they're gonna be angry knowing that all these crime, rapist, drug-using, dirty-ass black people are going to be living amongst them. Meanwhile, the Northerners are like, when they find out that they're surrounded by fugitive slaves, they're going <laughs> to shit themselves. They're going to freak out. This act is going to fuck shit up. <laughs> Pretty soon, New York was going to be run by slaves. Ain't that right, Willie? As a matter of fact, slaves run our country so much, we should have a slave for our president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're so vital to our survival. <laughs> I'm talking in jest. <laughs> I'm just saying, we would be nowhere without these slaves. And it's my job as a slave owner to put the slaves at the highest regard. Because without them, we would be nothing. <laughs> that's, how, that's the other thing that I've been thinking about as we've been reading this stuff, which is like... On some weird fucked up level, I bet you there must have been some slave owners that were like, we need these black boys. No, I, I picture like, I I had like a similar thing where I picture them like all day just like whipping them and treating them like shit. And then at night, they, you know, they kneel down next to their bed and they're like, dear God, <laughs> I just want to thank you for blessing me with all these slaves because, <laughs> I mean, Willie and, and, and you know, and, you know, Petey. If it wasn't for them, I'd have nothing. <laughs> yeah. I am dumb as shit. You know it, but you blessed me with them from that boat from Africa, and I've been breeding them the, the rest of my life, my whole family. And I, they're like family, but they're not because they're gross. But I still, you know, I still want you to know. I can't let them know, so I got to let you know that I appreciate them. I am the backbone of this country. And they are my backbone, which yeah. makes them the backbone of this country. And they are holding me up. <laughs> Lord. If my friends knew that I didn't even know what a cotton gin was, oh, Lord. <laughs> I'd be in a, a great mess of trouble then. A whole world of trouble. Yeah. Imagine what the culture would be like without our slaves. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, to, I'll button up the back end of this question. How did Northerners actually react? Northerners are probably just like, what are all these black guys doing up here? Northerners are like, they're not fugitives, bro. They're, they're, not, <laughs> they're, they're my friend. <laughs> I mean, I'm cool with this guy. He, he's he got weed. He hooks me up with weed all the yeah. time. That's pretty cool. Talking about Bill? <laughs> <laughs> I hired Bill. He's great. He's a fugitive he's a great fucking worker that's all i know he's got like a family and shit yeah (laughs) we play poker on thursdays yeah 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 bill's not that bad yeah fuck you jebediah yeah fugitive you're a fucking idiot yeah (laughs) you're a fucking fugitive yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> you guys are so lucky we built the cotton gin for you. <laughs> you fucking idiots. You guys are so gl- you guys better be so happy that we buy all this dumbass cotton from you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so lucky that we wear shirts that you don't. <laughs> if it wasn't cold up here. <laughs> if it wasn't so fucking cold up here, you If would I had not... no self respect. <laughs> yeah. If I was more like you, <laughs> why do you think the raid on Harper's Ferry by a mere 18 men seemed threatening to summoners? I'm assuming that Harper's Ferry was like a bunch of black guys that like revolted. Nah, dude. Harper's Ferry is this like really shitty fucking club in Boston. In Alston. <laughs> Alston, actually. That uh, you got to be careful when you go there. Don't get fucked up and see a Grateful Dead cover band. Wait, are you speaking of personal out. experience? Well, a friend's personal experience. I dared not go to Harper's Ferry. So that's a venue up in Boston? Yeah, Alston specifically. Alston, Massachusetts? Yeah. And what, you and some friends went there and they got, they got kicked I, out? I, I, not only did I think he got kicked out, I think he was banned, but I don't know. I got banned from a place. Actually, I'm, no, I'm banned from both of my Hall. friends actually... One didn't even get into a show. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Don't go to Harper's Ferry. That's what I'm saying. A mere 18 men seem threatening to them, the Southerners. Um, Let's see. Uh, The Dreads got decision. These questions suck. Yeah, they're too uh, specific. Good thing we stretched that last one out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, this one's decent. Um, imagine that you're a Confederate journalist. Write a brief announcement about the attack on Fort Sumter for your newspaper. So you're in the South and you're writing about the attack on Fort Sumter from the North. And then it also says write another brief announcement of this event, but from the point of view from the Union. All right. Do you I feel like all these questions are just like <laughs> the same shit over and over right. again. Right. Imagine you're a Confederate journalist. Write a brief announcement about the. Do y'all hear that they go on and bomb Fort Sumner? So wait, you're doing the South. You're doing the South. I'm point just of saying, view? like you just throw it out there. It's just like the same shit. Right. This is a goddamn travesty. Who knew that they were going to bomb us? Yeah. Pete, did you know? I mean. To be honest, I it's didn't like, even know there was a fort there to begin with. It's like talking to all the slaves. But now that I do, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm all huddled around. They think I'm going to free you now. Did y'all hear about Fort Sumner? <laughs> now, little bit of history, Fort Sumner. <laughs> really, are you sleeping? Wouldn't the great. You're lucky I like you, boy. <laughs> Try to tell stories here. I'm trying to educate you. What's, the, what's that guy's name? Uh... Many years ago, a hundred years ago, when the great James Oglethorpe came here, yeah. he decided we were going to rise one day. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of history. You wouldn't be here without the great James Oglethorpe. <laughs> he just like opens up his closet. He's got a memorial to James <laughs> Oglethorpe. <laughs> now, he hated us Georgians, but... Now, I'm not one for religion, but I am an Oglethorpian. <laughs> Remember a few years ago when there was all those weird reforms going on? Yeah, me too. We were trying to get an Oglethorpe religion going. The government shut us down. It was just six of us, so I kind of understand where they were coming from. But at the same time, I mean, do do I not deserve a right to, to, to praise who I want? 
First they shut down my dick trap enterprise. <laughs> now they shut down my Oglethorpe religion. I got the patent. What's a man got to do to get a religion or a business going around here? But anyway, <laughs> Fort Sumner. Now they now the North, the the Union, as they like to call themselves, but whatever the Yankees, whatever that means, dirty Mets. They go on ahead and they they attack Fort Sumner. You know what I have to say to that? Bring it. Fuck you. Yeah, bring it. Cause I got a thousand slaves behind me. <laughs> right, guys. I'll turn my slaves into bullets. Yeah, guys. Guys, you want to stay slave? So, guys, <laughs> you want to stay slaves, right? Yeah. From here on out, <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all guns. But you're not allowed to shoot me. You're gonna be my <laughs> army. <laughs> my own personal army. We're gonna do all types of drills and and you know whatnot. Just get you guys all trained up. First rule of war. You're all getting guns and you're not allowed to shoot me. <laughs> rule two. Fight for your right to be a slave. Killing men is a lot like picking cotton. <laughs> so <laughs> It's actually probably easier. Yeah, so I feel like you guys are going to excel at this. <laughs> and now you'll be killing white people, not necessarily the ones that enslaved you, but you will get your vengeance. Now, y'all be walking, I'll be on my horse, but I just want you to know that's because I only have one horse. <laughs> and not because I think you guys are less with the man. And Lord knows I don't walk anywhere. The yeah. guy just, like, takes his horse from, like, his kitchen to his bedroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's inside his house with the horse on top of a horse. <laughs> I do not walk, I do not whip, I do not do anything. All right, y'all, so, so the, the war starts tomorrow. I am a boneless amoeba of man, made of muscle and fat. <laughs> I hire people to do my whipping. The only people I pay are the people I pay to whip. Feel how soft my hands are. <laughs> I didn't jerk off one goddamn beaver. I don't jerk off anything. <laughs> I have my slaves do that for me. I lay here like a blob of skin, fat, and muscle. Yeah. <laughs> I had someone... Pick me up and put me on this horse. One time someone called me Jabba the Hutt, but I do not know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> His name was Chris, and he kept saying it's from the future. <laughs> I don't know what that is. He was an odd fellow, but he was white, so I talked to him for a little while. He left this weird thing he calls a DVD called Black Blonde 7. <laughs> he told me to watch it, but... I don't know what that means. <laughs> so I'm going to give this all to you. <laughs> Maybe y'all can figure it out. Take this shiny reflective disc and figure out what it does. I think it's kind of like some kind of some kind of weapon. <laughs> I would got, love to just... Don't chuck it. <laughs> I would love to just, like, if I went back in time, to just, like, leave weird clues that were, like, unexplained to them. Like, leave, like... Every plantation or leave like stacks of blacks on blonde DVD gangbang porn. Yeah. They like they can't play it. No, but all but they, they, see they have the cover, is the cover. And they're just like, oh no, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Who would do such a thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, this is sure is making me mad. <laughs> but also, it's making me a little bit hot. <laughs> I don't know these feelings. I'm very confused. My feelings now. are going wild. <laughs> <laughs> I should be disgusted, but this is awfully sexy. Yeah. Right. 
we're going to talk about the life of a soldier in the next section. Um, I like that many, you know, they would write letters to their families and stuff. Yeah. And many wrote about their boredom, discomfort, sickness, fear, and horror. It's like, man, this is boring as fuck. Man, I thought this war was going to be fun. I thought it would be shooting guns. Yeah. I'm just sick and tired. I, I, thought, <laughs> I, I thought this was going to be like that summer we went to the water park. Do <laughs> you remember that? How much fun we had? I thought we were going to have, like, cool guns. I thought yeah. I was definitely going to have a rocket launcher. There's no rides. <laughs> And no funnel cake. There is not. He's just, you're writing home, like writing home to your parents. It's like, there is no funnel cake here. I have not <laughs> yeah. seen a single strength test. No cotton candy. You know that strength test with the hammer and the bell? None of that. Yeah, I thought that's how we were going to decide this thing. Yeah, no one's guessed my weight. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a good time. There's no dunk tanks. This is not a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, no dunk tanks. Man, I'm so hot here in the South. I could really use a dunk, a dunk tank. tank. <laughs> we could take turns. <laughs> Best of seven. Uh, I like this. During lulls between battles, Confederate and Union soldiers sometimes forgot they were enemies. Yeah, like um, getting along. Yeah, a private described his wartime experiences. A part of Company K and some of the enemy came together and stacked arms and talked for a long time. <laughs> Our baseball. men cooked coffee and treated them, and afterward, each one took up his position again, and they began to fire at each other again, <laughs> but not as hard as before. <laughs> they shot at each other with a little more love. <laughs> they, they were like, aim for his feet. <laughs> yeah. Don't shoot Kevin. Don't shoot Kevin. He makes a great tuna, sal- tuna salad. Yeah. Remember how much fun we had, guys? They're, like, talking to each other. They're like, hey, don't forget to write me. He's, like, shooting at them. <laughs> Aim for their hands. <laughs> yeah, that was really fucking weird. Finish your joke. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's so funny. Kevin, guys, wait till you meet Kevin after this battle. It is going to hopefully he doesn't get shot because yeah. he is. Don't aim. Don't shoot that one over there because yeah. he's got to finish that story. Yeah. He's got to finish that story. I want to know how it ends. Kevin. Kevin, no. Kevin, run. (laughs) Kevin, I'm going to shoot you. Run. (laughs) Oh. And then, so the reality of war was that the, the firearms were much improved than the Revolutionary War. Right. Um, and a lot of people were getting fucking killed right. or injured. Um, and faced with such horrors, many men deserted. About one of every 11 Union soldiers and one of every eight Confederates ran away because of fear, hunger, or sickness. Now, they say ran, ran away. like, we're, like <laughs> I'm oh, down! <laughs> I'm looking for Washington. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> They all ran to California. They say, they say there's a they say there's a mansion in the woods filled with our former presidents. <laughs> I'm becoming a Mormon. <laughs> Off to Utah I go. I think I'm a Quaker now, you guys. I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, 